go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am just Beagle. Mike Sutherland. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. All right, and we are a couple of average Joes. Uh, this week, we will be talking about the film Blockers, a.k.a. Cock Blockers. Uh, what else? We've got movie trailers. got The Meg, uh, Han Solo, uh, Future World, some uh, Stephen King news. There's a bunch of trailers. I think there's some other stuff you want to talk about, too, like Don Quixote. And yeah, I wanted to talk about Don Quixote. Party with Girls, kind of weird fucking Clockwork Orange type movie. It's how to talk to uh, how to talk to girls at a party. Yeah, that's what I said. No, <laughs> how to talk to girls at parties. That's what it's called. Um, and then I don't know. There's a few other interesting ones that popped up. It was an upgrade. All right. So anyway, fascinating, Mike. Yes. All that and more. Take it away, Johnny. Well, you could have said Quixote or something. <laughs> All right. So um, let's get into it. All right. Here's a trailer from Block. Well, I, I'm supposed to intro it, motherfucker. Here's the intro from Blockers. <laughs> oh, right. Maybe. All right. I'm getting off to a great start. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Julie, Kayla, and Sam are three high school seniors who make a pact to lose their virginity on prom night. Lisa, Mitchell, and Hunter are their, are their three... God damn it. Lisa, Mitchell, and Hunter are three overprotective parents who flip out when they find out about their daughter's plans. They soon join forces for a wild and chaotic quest to stop the girls from sealing the deal, no matter what the cost. I give you blockers. God, could that be any more politically correct? <laughs> to lose their virginity? To seal the deal? I think our daughters are friends. I think that makes us friends. <laughs> I'm Hunter. I'm Lisa. That's my Julie. I'm Mitchell. Kale's hero. We the life of the party. I can't believe it. it's prom. They're so grown up. I can't even hug my daughter anymore without feeling her boobs. <laughs> Just high fives from now on. Julie left her laptop open. You guys are snooping on our kids? No. We don't understand what they're saying, so it's not snooping. Oh my god, I love puzzles. <laughs> Some about an eggplant. And teenage emoji eggplants are dicks. Wait, what? All emojis have a secret meaning, so like trees are weed, and this thing is yas queen. Yas queen. So she's gonna get roses, yeah. kiss, and then touch his dick eggplant. Look at all the drool coming out of the smiley face. That's jizz. Stand down. It is. Look, it's coffee. But, uh, this is a sex pact. They're planning on losing their virginity on prom night. Maybe that's not sex. They're just saying, hey, you're okay with me. You're okay with me. Baby. No, I fucking knew it. Our girls are not thinking things through. I'm going to stop them. I'm in. Let's cock block those motherfuckers. This is our last big night together. This pact is going to make tonight even more perfect. WWVDD. What would Vin Diesel do? In times of crisis, parents are known to have superhuman strength. I can do this. What the fuck? This is so messed up. Uh, did your dad try to stop you when you wanted to lose your virginity? He's too busy high fiving me. Anything for my daughter. What about a little chugging contest? Bring it. Wait, what? We're butt chugging. You got this, dog. No, I'm tagging out. You're in. What? You put a baby. Everything's looser down there. I don't have a baby out of my butt. On the count of three. One. Oh, oh 
not a fan. I am tripping so hard. I just had a vision. My dad was chugging beer through his asshole. I can't do anymore. Pose, Briar! Pose! Pose! Let me get this out of the way. I truly believe that the reason why this movie has an 83% Rotten Tomatoes approval rating is because it has a female director. Huh. And I stand by that. Because there, this movie, even though there's some, there's some good morality tale with some of it, you know, with the, uh, of, you know, trying to show that, you know, parents sometimes need to, you know, look, if you raise your kids good, then trust your kids when they go out there and start to experience life, right? And... That's a good message, but um, other than that, there's nothing special about this movie than what we've already seen with other raunchy comedies. Nothing, uh, you know. It, it, it no, just, no. It, you know what? You're right. There is this movie isn't. It's it's just a movie. Yeah, it's not even neighbors funny. It's it's like um, you know. It, well, look, it's it's better than Sex Drive or uh, but not much, you know, or not Sex Drive, but Sex Tape. You know, or uh, it's better than you know, Ride Along, but not by not much. You know, just it's a whole hell of a lot better than Ride Along. <laughs> I know it was a bad comparison. <laughs> uh, um, this movie's a little more stable than that. What uh, was the the Zac Efron De Niro movie? Uh, bad, dirty, yeah, dirty. dirty Grandpa. There's Bad Grandpa. There's Dirty yeah, Grandpa. Bad Grandpa is the one with Knoxville. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> look. This movie isn't bad. It's it's not it's it's not Fast Times at Ridgemont High good. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's. I'm trying to think of other female American comedy. Pot, oh, um, directors, but the, Clueless good. It's not, it's not Clueless good neither. Yeah, but that's the same director. Amy Heckerling did Clueless as well. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's. This is. As far as comedy movies, though, this year so far, this is right up there. You know, um, it's a little bit better than average. But yeah. look, here's what saves the movie. John Cena. And I'm not a big... I wasn't a big fan of John Cena. You didn't like the Marine? <laughs> Come on. What about, really? What about the part where, where it, the guy in the back seat goes, this guy's the Terminator, and all of a sudden it shows Robert Patrick do a little smirk at the fucking camera? Yeah, no. I don't care. <laughs> uh, no. Look, there are very, very few movies with John Cena that I've seen in it. Um, and John Cena! And... Uh, this is one of them. The other one was Trainwreck, and and he was really fucking funny in that. Yeah. Um, the dude's got chops, you know. He's 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 good. Yeah. But um, Ike Barinholtz is is okay. He plays his part well. He was, you know what? He <laughs> was okay when it got to the point where he was finally when he when he talked about what kept him away from being a good father for all these years. That was that felt like an honest moment between father and daughter. Other than that. He just was the same old dude. He yeah. might as well have been the same guy that he was in Neighbors. Yeah, and and that just shows that he's he's become um, uh, star, uh, cast typecast typecast. Thank yeah. you. Um, and then um, Judd Apatow's wife. What what's her name? Uh, oh, Leslie, Leslie Mann. Mann. Yeah. And I don't know. I have a thing for Leslie Mann, but yeah, no, she's cute. I, I liked her in uh, in Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis. Yeah, and. And and she's good, but again, John Cena is the guy that fucking 
really holds the entire movie. Look, there's a scene where Gary Cole and Gina Gershon and Gina Gershon has not gotten has not aged well. She's well to you. I, I think I still think she's definitely a bangle, dude. <laughs> no, really, dude. Have you did, did you seriously just look at her? No, I'm not talking about when she's not wearing any clothes uh. or when she's you know dressed in whatever. Like just looking at her, you think she's overly uh, plastic surgery? There's something going on there. Face lifted. Anyways, because um, she was in that 9/11 movie with Charlie Sheen, and she didn't look that she didn't look bad in it. She looked she looks like she was carrying her age pretty well. Really? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly, man. She's she's still attractive, man. I'll just show you a comparison. <laughs> young, old. Well, hey, young, some people age. I, look, I get aging. I understand it. That's a whole lot of fucking plastic surgery between when she was younger to now. Yeah, yeah, I, I won't dispute that. And it, she just wrecked herself. It's, it's fucking, it's awful. <laughs> Look at this, devastatingly gorgeous. Yeah, dude, I remember in Showgirls and Red Heat and 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 then now it's just it's like her and Bound. Holy shit, her and Bound. Her face is just She's rejecting all the bound. fucking plastic surgery. She's that hot mechanic chick. And I mean, she's not bad looking, but you know. But there's, anyways, there's a scene where Gershon and she's in. Yeah, they're playing. That's the, 2001. They're playing. Um, they're playing Marco Polo. No, pretty much naked Marco no. Polo. No, it was when they when they go up to the house initially. Oh. And 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 Cole and Gershon are just going at it like rabbits, you yeah. know. Yeah. And everybody thinks it's it's <laughs> it's um this is Le- yeah Leslie Mann's daughter and and Gary Cole's son yeah she's getting plugged <laughs> and and then so so Ike and, and Leslie Mann turn around when they realize that it's fucking it's Gary Cole and his wife and and Cena is just there watching the whole thing and taking it in yeah like, like psycho no like. <laughs> No, it, not even like Psycho. It's the look on his face. That's what I'm seeing. Just like shock. like he no, like he's never seen it before. Yeah, and you know like 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 he's 12 years old again, and it's the first time he's ever seen somebody have sex or or seen a vagina. You know. Yeah. And and that's that's what's really fucking good about it is Cena plays this innocent character throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Where he. He believes that, you know, this is 1950s America or 60s America where, you know, wholesome goodness and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And it's just not that way. And that's what's that's what makes the character good is that he's just he's naive about, you know, a whole lot of stuff, but not stupid naive, just naive. You know, like he he doesn't want this to happen. This is not my America type of thing, you know. Well, look, we've only seen a few comedies this year, but I'll tell you what, I, the best comedy I think that we've seen so far this year is Game Night. Yes, absolutely. Game Night is top of the pack when it comes to this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, before that, let's see, we had, uh, let's see, no, Jumanji was at the end of last year. That was like Christmas time, right? So, uh, God damn, no, look, I'm most of these. So, Game Night, uh, I, I mean, do you want to count I, Tanya as a, as a as a comedy? Yeah. Oh, I'm ta- okay, so I, Tanya. Um, Lady Bird had some comedic shit to it. But uh, it was not, Lady Bird is not a comedy. Yeah, the Gringo. Um, Gringo. Not really a comedy. Well, I'm sorry, it was, fal- it was falsely advertised as a comedy. Yes. 
Uh, and that's it. It's supposed it? to be a dark comedy, but yeah. turn into a generic tragedy. Yeah, turn into a mean turd. So yeah, that's it. it. So the only like true comedies that we've seen this year is you know I Tanya, Cockblockers, and uh, Game Night. Right. So and I Tanya is a different kind because that one's that's a dramedy. Um, you know, uh, with Game Night and Clock and, and Cockblockers, it's uh, you know same you know similar style. But yeah, Game Night I think is much more better done. Yeah, you'd have fun with you'd have fun with Gina Gershon. No, I wouldn't. She's yeah, not my type. No, I just told you. I, okay. No, I wouldn't. She's not my type. Okay, great. So stop fucking force projecting your no. Okay, go ahead. Dreams and wishes on me. <laughs> you know you'd want to be in the middle of her in a make Tilly sandwich. You seem to not understand. She's not my type. She's not my type. You don't like the cat lips. She doesn't fucking turn me on. Okay. She's gorgeous, but she doesn't do it for me. Okay. That's that's your thing, not mine. In fact, there's like I have friends that are like into her, mm-hmm. and I just I'm like I don't see it. I, and like I said, she's not. <laughs> see, there you go. <laughs> that's my look. <laughs> like I'm trying to understand her, and she is beautiful, but I just I know I'm like that with a lot of blonde actresses. I, I I'm not a big fan of blonde hair, like especially natural blondes. Like Christina Hendricks, yeah, mm-hmm. but I have a thing for redheads. Yeah, no, no. Christina Hendricks is is hot. Just and not, Asians too, for some just reason. not the the roles that she picks besides Mad Men. <laughs> and um, I'm waiting on you to. Oh, okay. I sorry, sorry. I I'm watching uh, Parks and Rec right now on the Netflix, and I've got two hotties that I would like for a long time on there. I got Aubrey, Pl- Aubrey Plaza and and uh, Rashida Jones. Mm-hmm. God damn, dude! They're like fucking. They're both hot to me, but in different ways. And it, yeah, shit. <laughs> anyway, I was kind of expecting to move into doing the more of the movie reviews. I know, I know so. you were, but I had to get that. I had to get that out there. Um, so yeah, you know what? I just I kept waiting while I was watching this movie. I kept waiting for something to take off besides the butt chugging scene, you know, with the beer, because. <coughs> Uh, I'm sorry. There was one thing that that fucking took off, and that was the whole hide and seek thing with Gary Cole and 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 uh, Gershon. Yeah, that shit was fucking hilarious. Um, but then it ended too abruptly. Like it, it fucking like like either they cut something out at the end, or they just they they ran out of idea with it, and then they just moved to the next thing. It was really weird how they cut off cut out of it. Um, but yeah, dude, I just when they I, didn't really cut out of it. She got the phone and. Took off. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just, it felt like it. The way, yeah, weird to me. Um, the funny part is, is that the the kids in this movie are like way more mature than the fucking adults are for the most part. Like they, you know, they, they they've had good upbringing. Their their heads are on pretty good. You know, they're, they 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 know what they want for the most part, except for except for Adlon, Gideon Adlon, um, her character. Um, you know, she was, you know, she's in the closet and all that shit. But once she figured out what she wanted, she was fine. So, I mean, once she finally came out with what, you know, she truly felt, she was she was okay. Um, but, yeah, it was the parents that were used for the comedic relief for the entire film. Because every time the kids were interacting, it was just them going through the motions of growing up, right? And then, and then but shit didn't really get crazy with them until the parents got fucking interrupted. And then that's when it got goofy. So I, I I don't I I don't maybe I'm reading too far into this but maybe it's like is this movie also trying to make a statement like on 
like uh, kids today are more mature now than they've ever been, and parents are just fucking out why, of touch. Why does everything have to have a statement or some sort of morality to it? Because that's what fucking people do when they make shit. No, not everybody. Not everybody that makes something has a fucking secret hidden agenda about whatever's going on. They just make a movie. Okay. That's that's the one thing that I don't get about about this stuff is that everybody believes that there's always got to be some morality to it or some secret hidden agenda to these movies and you know some sort of statement. And it may be in this movie, yeah, but you know I I think that um, the two guys that wrote this movie, um, they're not trying to say that kids are smarter than their parents or anything in any other way. Don't uh-huh. get me wrong, but they're what they're they. In some cases, the kids are more fucking grounded mm-hmm. than they've ever been. In some ways, they're just more fucking dumb than they've ever been, too. So there's that. Yeah. Um, you know, part of the vibe I got was even though these kids were really smart, they also the the the, the, the trappings of the arrogance of, ch- of childhood, which is, oh, I, I'm almost an adult now, so now I think I know everything. Right. right. And then, you know, so you saw it with, um, with Mitchell's kid, you know, um, John Cena's kid. How she's all ready to do it more than anybody else, right? And, yeah. And then when it came down to it, she's like, "Yeah, I'm not really that ready," you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, for the most part, I didn't see anything as special with this movie that I've or I haven't already seen before with American Pie or Fast Times or I don't know, even the last American version. Um, uh, what else uh, with the Sex Drive? Because that was about a guy who wanted to lose his virginity, right? Um, yeah, I just the, the, yeah. <laughs> this is this is the middle ground comedy for me because it, it's it, it has it has like some maturity to it when it comes to you know the acting and 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 the way the the, the the whole story goes. But other than that, you know, do I remember much about it? I don't remember much about it. Nothing, nothing, nothing that really truly stands out for me. You know, Leslie Mann, she's the same in everything except this time. Okay, we get le- the same Leslie Mann, but. She's got. She gets to say fuck more often. Yeah, she's got abandonment issues with her daughter. She doesn't want her daughter to leave her. Right. Because then she'll be alone, which is odd to me. When you see so well, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I, you know, when you see someone that attractive, she's been single that the whole fucking time. That's kind of weird to me, you know. But whatever. I I, I remember you brought it up before. It's like it's, there's some people that just don't date anymore, you know, or whatever. They focus on other things, right? Yeah. So okay. They don't want to date. But no, it just—I I, it was funny how like because the, the trailers give away almost all the big moments in this movie. Another fucking you know one where the trailer spoils almost the whole fucking thing. Um, but it, it was funny how it makes it look like those three characters of John Cena, but Baron Holtz and and Man are going to be like best friends now because of their kids, right? And then you get to the fucking well, when you watch the movie, it's the the opposite. Is they don't, they, you know, she ignores, you know, Cena's phone calls and texts, right? Right. And then Baron Holtz has been completely ignored the whole fucking time. So then when they get together, I, you know what? I think that's where the, the movie fucks up in a way is that, holy shit, is that instead of this, this estrangeness that they've had from each other and then they bond by the end of the film, right? Like predictable as fuck. But because now there's an understanding. It, it would have worked better if they had been friends the whole time because then they had their own little fucking pact of watching out for their kids, right? And then uh, I think that the, maybe the camaraderie could have worked even better with them if they would have been, you know, buddies the whole time. Yeah, and then the whole, like, weird subplot with um, 
I will never remember his goddamn. I can remember his name when I'm watching other things, and I he always reminds me of a mailman. It fucking kills me. Um, he was married to Baron Holt's wife in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal Thank versus you. Frank. <laughs> that the whole that whole subplot was useless. It, it was uh, it yeah. was completely useless. Like Frank's a nice guy, and I like the fact that. That Baron Holtz just took out all of his anger on yeah. Frank, and Frank is just like being super, super He's nice. Teflon. Yeah, and and that that made me laugh. Um, I was yeah. I was I was into that because you know it's like fuck Frank, you know. Yeah. Fuck you, Frank. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you, Frank. It's like, hey, it, we're all just we're all just friends here. Yeah. It, it, you know what? And and that that was bad movie making because that set up some shit I thought was going to happen. More stuff was going to happen later in the movie. Yeah. And they completely disappeared. Yeah. And then, and, and, and you know that, uh, Baron Holt's ex-wife is a complete asshole. Uh-huh. And they, and, and, and you're right. The whole, the whole Leslie man, like Baron Holt's John Cena thing. Like, <coughs> excuse me. I understand why the, the Leslie man character wasn't taking phone calls from the John Cena character. Right. Yeah. Because, that's a weird thing. Like he's married and yeah. and she's not, and and then that's like, oh, maybe he's hitting on me. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Right. And then the whole Ike Baron Hall thing. Everybody knows that his wife's a complete asshole. Yeah. And and he cheats on her, and now he's you know he's estranged. He's ostracized. That's what much, I was yeah. gonna say. Um, from the group because he cheated on her, he got caught with the babysitter or whatever. Yeah. You know, and then he has to have this breakdown, and they don't give a shit anyways. Yeah. Right. Because they've already had their prejudgments about him. Yeah, and and I, you're absolutely right. This movie would have worked way better if those three had stuck together, no matter what. Yeah, you know, and you know, benefit of the doubt type of thing. And you know, he does explain what's going on. Yeah, because then it would have it would have then that way you could have had them getting along better, and then they could have dealt more with the kid shit, and it would have that that all that all that. Getting to know each other, bullshit. It w- wouldn't have gotten the way, right? You know. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. The fuck? I mean, yeah. It just uh, sometimes it's just talking about it makes you realize shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting it out. It's like therapy. Yeah. This movie. <laughs> this movie doesn't suffer from anything other than yeah. typical Hollywood trope writing, and the, with the exception of a few fucking funny scenes, mm-hmm. and most of those scenes center around Gary Cole and Gina Gershon. Yeah. Um. Ugh. Yeah. Holy shit. Gina Gershon and Gary Cole in this movie. And the fucking balls. Yeah, I, I, are like, oh, I forgot about that. Fuck. Oh, that made me squeam, man. There's yeah. certain things that make me squeam. I, you do that. Squeeze them harder. Oh. She's just got to fucking hold on to them. Yeah. Um, That's the, and the other thing is, is yeah. that this movie actually took risks with showing full frontal. Yeah. You, you know, know what I've noticed, ball though? shots. It seems like in movies where they actually show dick and balls, is they don't sh- they show way less tits if they do yeah like like it's like this balance there's, yeah there's no real balance it's like a balance with the ratings board or something yeah you know like oh well, if we give you a lot of cock and balls you can't have a lot of titty and bush yeah okay it's okay. like <laughs> but well, I just realized whatever. that that um we've already seen these two characters before in a way last year with Rough Night with Ty Burrell's character and Demi Moore yeah but very uh, similar they're very similar I I think this one works out much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they. they I would have liked to have seen Zoe Kravitz with that, oh, but yeah, that was fucking. That I mean, but that was a saving grace for that film because that film sucked. So yeah, that was one of the the high high points. And this is also Gary Cole and Gina Gershon's the high point. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, Gary Cole is fucking great in everything he does. Anyways, every goddamn thing it, he does. It doesn't matter because he yeah. always brings his fucking A game. Yeah. You know, it, he could be in like the shittiest movie, and then Gary Cole shows up, and boom, it goes from a one to a five. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or a one to a ten. Or at least his moments are like, fuck. Why can't we have more Gary Cole in this shit? Yeah. And that and and that's fucking hilarious. You know, the 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 whole you you talk with your son about everything and sex. <laughs> yeah. That, that's weird. I gotta got text my dad. I just got late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you ain't first, you're last, Ricky Bob. Yeah, that was on the sequin this weekend. <laughs> oh, God damn it, dude! I, I watched that movie specifically for two scenes more than I mean. I love the whole movie, but for two specific scenes, I don't even care. Why are we talking about fucking Ricky Bobby? <laughs> oh, what are God. the scenes? Um, the whole the whole with John C. Raleigh's running towards him when he's like, "Help me, Tom Cruise," and. All that shit. Help me up, bro. And, and fucking John C. Raleigh goes, oh, God, please don't let the invisible fire hurt, hurt burn my friend. Right. And it just, it's so fucking hilarious because it's like, he makes you believe he truly believes it. You right. know, it is fucking great because it's so stupid. And then the other scene is with Michael Clark Duncan when they're all in the hospital and, and Will Don't Ferrell's, you do it, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, he goes, don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> no, he needs to know. He's always crying. And <laughs> God yeah, damn. those two scenes are actually pretty funny. Um, well, John C. Riley does um, uh, a show on Adult Swim called mm-hmm. the, the Doctor Steve Brule Show. Yeah, and I don't know how they get his hair to <laughs> go up into that frizzy afro <laughs> thing. Yeah, but it's fucking. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but it's so goddamn funny. Uh-huh. Um, the, I mean, the show isn't, but it, it has its moments. Yeah, but it's it's like cringe, cringy, yeah, awkward, it, weird. What I've seen with that guy is a little is enough. Like just give me a little, and then that's all I want. Yeah, but uh, man, when the the way that they've got his hair all up like that, yeah, is so <laughs> awesome. Anyways, it reminds me of when uh, fucking almost like when Will Ferrell uh does uh, Harry Carey Jr. Okay, have you ever seen him do that? It's awful. It's, it's fucking, a terrible. It's hilarious. It's a fucking terrible impression. I can't stand it. It fucking makes me laugh like crazy because he's just constantly shaking and and just. I, you don't like that impression, huh? No, because it's terrible. Oh, uh, it's because it's terrible. It's a fucking awful impression. That's why it's fucking hilarious. You know why I don't like it is because there you are. Think Will McKay wrote, wrote it, probably. <laughs> but there are a hundred other people that have done yeah. a better version of Harry Carey, and Will Ferrell is just copying those people. <laughs> it's okay. I, I, you didn't know that Will Ferrell was copying somebody else when you came on Saturday Night Live and did fucking Harry Carey right after like Phil Hartman did it or some shit I like that? I didn't watch them. At the, all I've done is seen clips, dude. I, I didn't watch them. Yeah, that was a complete time. ripoff of somebody else doing Harry Carey. What, okay, fine. It, and, it, and that's why it turned me off because he couldn't do somebody. <laughs> he, he couldn't pick a character that somebody else. Like, I, I can't remember if it was Dana Carvey. Or <laughs> if it was fucking Phil Hartman, one yeah. of those, one of the guys from the, um, from the big seasons, yeah, um, before Chris Farley and everybody like else, church lady and all that shit. Yeah, yeah they were doing Harry Carey, mm-hmm. and then like they, and I'm pretty sure it was Dana Carvey. I, I it wasn't Phil Hartman. I'm pretty sure it was Dana Carvey. Uh, and they they left Saturday Night Live, and then all of a sudden Phil, all of a sudden fucking Will Ferrell is doing. Doing Harry Carey, uh-huh. and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, why? Why are they wasting our time with this useless fucking bad Will Ferrell impression that 
that he's obviously just ripping off somebody else. The whole time you're telling me this, I just keep picturing Will Ferrell's Harry Carey Jr. just shaking his head and like listening to you and then waiting just to like completely ignore everything you said by just going, that's great, Bob, and then fucking cuts into his shit. Yeah, it's just, it's a fucking, it's a, it's, it's, it's the worst thing that was ever done on Saturday Night Live during those times. Damn. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't funny, not to me. This is to me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny. It was a complete fucking ripoff. It was him doing an impression of someone else doing an impression of Harry Carey. <laughs> and it's absolutely true. Because I'm not the only one that thinks that okay, way. Okay, that's fine. I, I've never seen anyone else play him, so I, I, can't, I can't argue with that. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, it's just, it's just fucking, once again, man, fucking left field shit from you. I just, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you thought it was funny. I, damn. No. I mean, like, if you look at his faces and stuff like that, <laughs> they are absolutely hilarious. That's what I mean. He just, oh, God damn it. He's just so fucking over the top. Like, I can't believe he, it's so over the top that I can't believe he's able to get away with it. Like, like, it looks like it would offend somebody. It's so over the top. Yeah, but he wasn't, yeah, like I said, yeah, it's, it's fucking Dana Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking look, man. I, there it is. I have no, I don't have the fucking time to. I know, I know. Let's go through this. <sighs> of course, it's not currently fucking available. <laughs> Do you know the guy who created the Atkins diet died of a heart attack? Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny, huh? Mm-hmm. <coughs> I used to work for this company. Mark Hughes died at age forty-four. Mark Hughes is the founder's chairman and CEO of Herbalife. You know <laughs> what Herbalife is? As a the health supplement. Correct. Binge led to death of Herbalife founder. Died after a four-day drinking binge, according to a full report by Los Angeles County Coroner, which is horseshit because he did not die of a four-day drinking binge. The guy was a massive, massive fucking cokehead. It was more than just drinking. He's a piece of shit, garbage, fucking money, money thief. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> long story short, Herbalife can suck my ass. Um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I just I never found I never found Will Ferrell's version of Harry Carey funny. All right, I can't say funny. I, I have to take some of that back. There are moments because of the faces that he makes. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, eh, rah, 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 rah. but it's just a it's it's a fucking it's not an impression. It's it's <laughs> it's so it's an extreme caricature. No, it's a fucking ripoff of somebody else doing Harry Carey. That's why he was doing it. All right. And I think part of it was because he didn't want to do the character, mm-hmm. and it was, it, it and they needed somebody to do Harry Carey, and mm-hmm. it was like Dana Carvey's character, yeah. And that's that's where I think that whole thing kind of m- melted apart because he didn't do it much afterwards. After that, he only did like a handful of times. Really, yeah. I mean, I know he like, he popped up on Letterman a few times doing the character, and there was a there's a bunch of clips of him doing it on YouTube. Um, but uh, <laughs> goddamn, this is like not many things I can think of where I just it keeps fucking playing in my head and just I should get a I should get a Will Ferrell Harry Carey bobblehead. I fucking hate bobbleheads, but that would be a bobblehead to have. Sure. So I think that only bobbleheads should be for people that actually bobble their fucking heads. So uh, Stevie Wonder, um, uh, uh, Jessica Tandy. Really. Or no, not Jessica Tandy. It wasn't her. It was um, Catherine Hepburn. Hepburn, yeah. yeah. It was Hepburn. 
Bad impression. Good I, try. I was trying. I, never mind. All right. So um, you gotta with, shake your head. Yeah, I think with cock blockers, it's gonna be uh, a five. And it's a five because of John Cena and because of the Gary Cole, Gina Gershon thing. Okay. So yeah, it's you know and I, I like I've been way get way too giving when it comes to certain movies, but. Yeah, I mean, this movie didn't piss me off or anything. There wasn't any... I don't think there was any point where I was watching this where I hated it, you know? The whole movie still keeps you entertained, especially when you're watching Cena play the play the comedian, which right. is... He, he fucking... Dude, it's like, holy shit, instead of having him do um, 12 rounds and fucking, you know, the Marine, have him do this shit because when he showed up for that one scene at the end of Daddy's Home, fucking funny. You show, you show him in this, funny. Train wreck, funny. You know, he's got a good sense of humor and he knows how to fucking do it, man. I, I think that let's leave the let's leave the action movies to, to the rock and let John Cena just do the, the you know, the comedies because that seems to work really good. Well, the rock could do comedies, too, I think. But it depends. Well, as long as it's not with Kevin Hart. But yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, five. There we go. Cockblockers five. I give I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, all right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, let's fucking, the movie's not even worth talking about anymore. All right, so um, finally a full-on uh, solo trailer came out um, last few days. With uh, you know, there, I'm hearing a lot of people complain about them not liking um, Alden uh, Ehrenrich. As uh, I look, I'm I'm completely withholding judgment on this entire film until I see it because Rogue One let me down. Like I, I liked a lot of aspects of Rogue One, but. Overall, because I didn't care about the characters, that it was a fucking letdown to me because of it. Like I've, only, I think I've only watched it once since I bought it on Blu-ray. It, yeah, I just I don't really care. <coughs> you know, I that, that pisses me off because it's got the the greatest fucking Vader fight ever in it. At the end, I fucking love watching that shit. It's amazing. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll withhold because what if uh, Aaron Ricks is like, uh, what if he's like, uh, say, Joaquin Phoenix when you're watching Walk the Line. When you first see him in the movie, he doesn't remind you of Johnny Cash at all. But throughout the film, he's fucking morphing into him. And then by the end of the film, he's selling you. He's, uh, his voice, it gets closer and closer. It never hits it, but it gets closer and closer. And, yeah, he sells me. So what if this was the same thing with Aaron Rich, Aaron Reich or whatever the fuck is how you pronounce it? What if... Stop talking. He becomes... Just he stop, just stop comes it. into stop. his own... Just stop, stop. Throughout the film. Stop. You've already mentioned all that stuff. You're now you're repeating yourself. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking about Star Wars. No, you we're trying to fucking play a trailer. You're after something. Is it revenge? Money. Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? 
You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> L3! Let's go with a mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might wanna buckle up, baby. some advice we assume everyone will betray you and you will never be disappointed i got a really good feeling about this since when do you know how to fly 190 years old you look great push it This movie's version of KSO. What? What's the name of the robot from Rogue One? KS K2SO. K2SO. More look more like Rangers. <laughs> Danger Rangers. Sure. Anyway. Um God damn, I was gonna say something about this fucking movie. I don't remember what the hell I was gonna say. Um, yes, you're going to continue on your prattling and and nonsense about Alden Ehrenreich. No, nah, I'm done with that. I yeah, regardless. I mean, I, I, I hope it's going to kick ass. I just, you know, I'm done getting my hopes up for certain things. So <laughs> I want it to be badass. So hopefully I'm right. Hopefully I'm, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So the second trailer I saw uh, was for a Jason Statham shark movie. Ugh. <laughs> Which is called. They're the, calling it The Meg. The Meg. I mean, come on. It's, it's. Dude, just it's. Just call it's, it Meg. It's, it's, it's sci-fi. This is a, this is a fucking sci-fi movie. This is Sharknado, pretty much, you, you know, but with, but with bigger budget, and bigger actors, and no Sam Jackson. <laughs> Shut up, Demek. <laughs> when I saw this movie, all I wanted to do was at the beginning where you see the shark fight yeah. for the first time, mm. and like she's following like a little robot. Yeah, and then you just see the shark right there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's just like, shut up, Meg. <laughs> What's that? There's a monster outside. Okay, so remember that when we talk about the the, the mouth size yeah. as we as you watch the movie. Yeah. How big is that thing? It was the largest shark that ever existed. A living fossil. Thought to have been extinct for over two million years. Wrong. Oh, He's kidding, right? Oh, 
Why the fuck is the dog so far away from the boat? For dramatic effect. Things out there. You need to find it and kill it. Why don't you just put a tracker on it? Did you guys ever watch Shark Week? It looks heroic, but it's kind of got a negative attitude. You on this, you ugly. Let me flip Kurt. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, there was a great picture. It's the one where there's the regular shark. No. Underneath, and then there's the giant mega underneath that one. No. This one. There was another one. Yeah. I think this was it, really. The surfer going into the Megalodon is actually pretty fucking cool. <laughs> That's fucking badass right there. Megalodon, shark, caught on tape. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Just like the one uh, versus the helicopter? Yeah. But there was a there was a great painting, and I think the, that's this one that I just showed you right there. Yeah. Um, where it shows the surfer going into the Megalodon shark, and it was actually fucking... It's a wonderful, wonderful painting. Um but at the end of the movie, so like you see, here's the yeah. It shows that the shark is like, was there a, was that a boat or was that a fucking? I couldn't remember. At the end, was that a boat or was that somebody swimming? I'm not gonna hold on a second. I'll just get fast forward through the whole thing. Uh, there it is. That's a boat. Okay. Yeah, I think the boats made also look like the boat from uh, from Jazz. So, you have this. God damn it! I... There we go. So you have this big old fucking shark with the boat. Now, at the beginning, they showed how big the megalodon mouth was. Yeah. Which, I, if I'm not mistaken, that that picture is of a person standing inside the mouth of a great white shark, not a megalodon. Yeah. And a megalodon was. Roughly three times the size of a great white. I think they said it was seventy feet long, and uh, I, other than that, I, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, biggest shark that ever lived, but how big was it? <laughs> how big was it? It was so big, Liam Neeson's cock was jealous. <laughs> Pearl. All right, the Sharkpedia, fifty-nine feet maximum, and uh, oh, there's more. There's a great white that gets 20 feet. Actually, great whites get bigger than 20 feet. Um, there's a megalodon, 40 feet minimum, 59 feet maximum. I don't see. I, I don't buy into 59 feet maximum. <laughs> um, they most agree that the megalodon grew to at least 52 feet. A 2013 stu- study published that the maximum length of 59 feet, which I I I, I mean. There's a megalodon tooth next to a great white shark. It's pretty fucking scary. Now, what if that's just, what if that's a tooth from, like, say, a baby <laughs> or an adolescent? Yeah. Right? Like the Cloverfield monster. It's just a baby. <laughs> I mean, they're fucking huge teeth. And 60 feet ain't nothing. I mean, 60 feet's the size of a bus. Yeah. Right? Um, I think 60 feet would be about two buses, I think. Yeah. Like a semi trailer truck. Tractor trailer truck. 
Do you know how much something that size would have to fucking eat all, you know, how often it'd have to eat? Yeah. That's like making the ocean extinct. <laughs> Having to eat that much. Yeah. Like, well, they fed on, they, they fed on whales. I mean, whales is enough to. <laughs> Anyways, so at the end of the trailer, you see this ginormous shark, which is dwarfing this, this boat. Yeah. Right? Which is, I mean, the boat in and of itself is 30 feet. Which is half the size of a regular megalodon shark. Yeah. So, well, I think that that last scene like was just for dramatic effect, like a Jaws, you know, thing. Yeah. And and on, I I think I think that uh, megalodons were actually bigger than sixty feet. They could grow far much beyond sixty feet. Yeah. Um. What is the biggest great white shark? There's a, there's the whale shark. You ever seen those? They're not they're not really carnivorous. I mean they eat, they eat krill. It's yeah. I mean, they found great white sharks that are bigger than 20 feet. Yeah. 5,000 pounds. Jesus, man. Hmm. The two largest great white sharks ever found were 36 and 37 feet long. The 36-foot shark was captured off Port Ferry in the 1870s. The 37-foot shark was in New Brunswick in the 1930s. Have you seen inside the mom, like inside her womb, when she has all the the, the shark eggs? No. And they're hatching inside of her? Um, they they start eating each other. It's like survival of the fittest in there. Like so, the sharks that come out of her are the fucking toughest of the litter. So, and I think that twenty feet long is not the look. There's thirty six, thirty seven, twenty one, twenty point three, nineteen point seven, twenty four, twenty, twenty two to twenty three feet, twenty two to twenty three feet, seventeen, two thousand pound shark, no length provided. You know, I think that twenty feet is just a suggestion. Yeah, like you a, know, like a, like well, a like, basis, like the average. Yeah, the average great white shark is twenty feet long. They're saying it grows to twenty feet long. No, because there's it's on record it's showing almost forty feet. Yeah. So if that's true, the megalodon that gets three times much can grow to hundred and twenty feet. Yeah. That's fucking huge. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, <laughs> great whites are already fucking huge. So. <laughs> yeah, this is huger. Uh, I, I I know I get it. This is. Like, this is like fantasy world because we've never seen it because, you know, everything shrunk, you know, before our time, right? Now we've got the, we've got the mini versions. Yeah. You know, we, we got the fun size. Yeah, we have fun size. <laughs> and then in the next, you know, 100 million years or yeah. in the next 2.5 million years, yeah. we'll be bathing with great white sharks. Yeah, like, the, have you, you seen know, like the having fucking, them as pets. Have you seen like the dragonfly, the prehistoric dragonfly that's like the fucking size of, like the size of a, like a, like an eagle? Yeah. You know, or, or bigger than that, just you just go back east and you'll see like all like mosquitoes and mosquito hawks and everything. Mm-hmm. They're like they're bigger than they are out here. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. Probably because they they flourish more out there because of the moisture. And the yeah, heat. no doubt. But it's absolutely right. Um, it's just that you can't you can't say they grow to twenty feet long when it's obviously that that's not true. Yeah. They they grow the the average size of a great white shark seems to be about twenty feet, you know, yeah. not the maximum size because they get bigger. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's been plenty of twenty twenty four foot great white sharks fucking, you know, spotted in the ocean. Yeah, plenty of them. So three times twenty five. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a big fucking shark. Yeah, that's. Uh I know there's a Jaws joke in there. I just don't feel like making it. Yeah. That's a whole... <laughs> yeah. So that's a whole lot of fucking air tanks. Yeah. Anyways. Like, your boat's going to definitely have to be a lot bigger. Yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> what? What's the next one? 
All right. Uh, there was uh, this one. I know you're going to want to tear this one apart. Yeah. Uh, it's called Future World. It's with uh, James Franco, which uh, it's also co- co-directed by him. Future World. Yeah, it's got Mila Jovovich, Lucy Liu, Snoop Dogg, Method Man. All right, let's watch this shit. I had to file a renter's insurance claim. Oh, one did time. you? Called USAA. Good for you, Cochran. Way to go. They're, they're amazing. <laughs> USAA is amazing. The world entered a new dark age. I was one of the last synthetics to survive. You sure this is the place? Yeah, she's here. Wake up. Who are you? I've been looking for you for a long time. Show me death. This is Mikasa and I'm happy. Her name's Ash. She's the perfect woman, right? Incorruptible. God, I love that. I think I want me a robot. Why did you save me? Maybe I'm malfunctioning. I've never had this feeling before. It was at that moment I became aware of exactly how different I was. I had to set things right. Bring him to me! You took away the one thing that was mine. He's mine! Two guns, ten bullets. We're gonna need every one. You say that like that's a bad thing or something, man. The Walking Mad Max Men. Yeah. It, 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 what's weird is it looks like half of it is shot pretty good. Then the other half looks like straight to video bullshit. Um, yeah, the movie looks like a combo of three things to me. It looks like uh, Mad Max, of course, Cyborg, and uh, The Bad Batch, which I did a flick of the week for a few, a couple months ago. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I don't even care to see it, dude. I <laughs> think. Yeah, that, that doesn't. Uh it doesn't excite me. It looks like they're all those actors, the big actors that are in it, are all contractually obligated to finish out whatever they have with Lionsgate, and they're like, "You owe us one more." Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, uh. right. So they have this movie is going to be their fucking final, you know, their their obligation. So Don, um, Don Quixote. Oh yeah. All right. It's all in French. Français. Oh, I see the love light in your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Don Quixote. Yeah. 
Quixote de la Mancha. Come to restore the lost age of chivalry. Well, I wrote that. Blasphemer. Aha. Of our God in heaven. Who wrote me? Can I read? Peasant like you cannot read. I will sound the words, and you can look at the pictures. He actually believes he's done killed. This is going to be fun. He's a saint. He's insane. That movie, I, I've been waiting 20 years to see that goddamn movie. Yeah, it's, that's the way I remember you bringing that up a long time ago. It was, it's like it's been development hell forever because of legal problems or some shit. Yeah, um, producer issues, um, Heath Ledger dying, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So. Kind of like the Parnassus thing. Yeah. Yeah, um, that dude, that's uh, Jonathan Price who's playing Don Quixote. Uh, you remember him when he did... Zartan and G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yep. I'm going to war with you and with you. It's like the only good part in the whole fucking movie. Uh, yeah, and of course he was in, uh, he played Elizabeth uh, Swan's dad in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah. Um, he was also in the James Bond movie. Oh, that's right. He was the head of the fucking religious nuts in Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, God, I, you know what? He's a really good actor because I fucking hated that character. I hated him. I wanted that guy to die so fucking painfully, you know, just all of his smug arrogance. Of course, he was also, you know, treating people that were also smug in their own arrogance as well. But you know what I mean? Very effective actor. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I have no, I don't even know anything about Don Quixote, really, except what, you know, you said and I, what I read in the article. So, yeah. Um, all right. So you got anything else about that one? Nope. All right. So the last thing I read an article uh, about uh, that was with uh, Stephen King and uh, Steven Spielberg, and apparently uh, the Talisman. Which I, have you read that? No. Okay, the Talisman, uh, 1984 novel. Apparently, Spielberg uh, Universal bought the rights for it back in 1982 while Stephen King was still writing it, um, and so Spielberg has been sitting on this thing. It's not a Stephen King book. Uh, well, in Peter Strop. Correct. So. And um, he's been um, he's Spielberg's been sitting on it for a long time because of you know whatever I, I don't, they didn't really explain why I mean they 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 tried before and something didn't happen work right but now because of the whole resurgence of, of Stephen King stuff now all of a sudden he's um, thinking about um, headlining it not not I'm sorry not headlining it but um, getting it made one way or another which means he's pretty much hinting at you know executive producing it and having you know, someone else direct it you know kind of like what he did with. <laughs> <laughs> Half of the shit he did in the eighties, right? So um, anyway, I, I was hoping you had read it so you could give some insight on that shit, but you haven't. Well, so anyway, it's about a, a boy who travels across uh, the country to uh, find a cure for his mother who's dying, and then he has to go through alternate, um, what was it, realities or something like that, called the territories or something. Um, yeah, it's connected to the Dark Tower. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, yeah, it just uh, it, it's amazing that this movie. This, it's taken us long to get that book turned into something, you know. But that, I, now I know why. It's because they've been sitting on it. If you know, it's funny they bought the rights before it was even fucking done. That's yeah. funny. All right. So, you got anything else? No, but this one looks interesting. Behold, a flock of kings Hawaii. 
King's Hawaiian sweet roll. What are you doing? more people on film than any actor in history. Kane played Jason, and Jason is a huge character. The hockey mask, the way he moves, his bulk, all of that is the logo. You meet a lot of these people who play heroes and people who play bad guys. Most of the people that I've met who play heroes are assholes, and most of the people who play really bad people are nice guys. And go through what he's gone through, I can't even imagine. I talked she to still this reporter, and yeah. she said, let's do a story about the local kid that's making his way in the stunt business. You know, I'll give you some pictures, and if you want, I'll do a fire stunt for you live. He put his arm out away from himself to be safe, and when he lit the match, he ignited. Completely burst into flames everywhere. And it's a, it's a horrifying story, because it's bad enough, you know, being burnt, obviously, but all the other things that went wrong, I mean, just, it couldn't have been worse. If I read it in a book, I would read it and say, that can't all be true. He's exaggerating. And unfortunately, it was. That basically started uh, the next six months of horrific torture. Can we cut for a second? That looks interesting. The reason why I played it was because it just showed up in the in the in the YouTube feed. Yeah. But um, I've always been a fan of Kane Hodder. Um, he's he's an, he's an interesting dude. Um, I'm looking him up right now. I always thought he's from Northern California, like here. Yeah. You know what? It's like when he's talking about you know getting burned. Getting burned is like one of those things where you th- you have an idea. Idea of what it would be like to be burned alive. Yeah, he was but, born in he was born here in Auburn. Okay, cool. But you still have no fucking idea. He has an idea. He knows because he went through that shit, and you saw that. Even talking about it now, still chokes him up because of how horrific that must be. Right. That's off the top of my head. I, I think that's probably got to be the worst fucking way to die besides seeing yourself get eaten. That's yeah. Kane wasn't. Um, Kane wasn't very happy with the fact that he was replaced on uh, Freddy vs. Jason with um, Ken Kersinger. Yeah. Because, like, very few people have the actual um, Jason gate down. Yeah. Where he, and, and there's a couple, look, I, I liked I, I liked the the new take on Jason in, in the new Friday the 13th quote-unquote reboot that came out in 2009. Yeah. But... Yeah, that was already nine years ago. Yeah. And, um... I like the fact that they, um, what they did though, but they, they kept him like slow. Like if you watch Friday the 13th part two, he actually moves pretty quickly in it, mm-hmm. but he, but he walks, he doesn't run in the 2009 reboot. He walks, but he can move quickly if he needs to. Right. Yeah. And come after you. And he's not afraid to, you know, run, but he doesn't generally run. He just moves really fast. Yeah. And that's, and, and Kane Hodder, um, kind of was in between those two. He was able to move fast, but he he used this. He was, he just used the the bigness of the character. Yeah. To uh, you know, 
continue the the the, um, the, uh, the the way that the character moved in and out of the movies. Yeah. So he played Jason like in four different uh, four different uh, Friday the Thirteenth movies. Um, played Freddy Krueger's clawed glove hand at the end of Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Yeah. And he did a lot of the stunt work on Leatherface, the Chainsaw Massacre three, yeah. <laughs> among other things. So, do you plan on uh, getting uh, the Friday the Thirteenth game for the Xbox? No. I thought you wanted to play that. Not on the Xbox. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. You're a CP guy. Yeah. All right. I'm not a CP guy. Okay, nerd. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> get it right. Fine. Wow, he was in a lot of. He's in a lot of fucking movies. You're a PC guy. How about that? He started off in Lone Wolf McQuaid. God damn, that's a fucking resume. Waxworks, Deep Star Six. He's in Roxbury. Nine and a Half Ninjas, Under Siege. Real Estate. He did the he 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 did the stunts in Under Siege, but he was in House Two, the second story. Um, Ed Gain, The Butcher of Plainfield. He was in Under Siege. Okay, he didn't just do stunts; he was in the movie. Bundy. House Four. Anyways, so yeah. He's um, his hometown is here, where we do the podcast from. Fuck, dude, he's awesome. I mean, dude, he could just—I would assume he could just chill on royalties. He's been in so much shit. I mean, I, I understand that, like, for his position, he wouldn't be getting a lot in royalty. But are, does wait? Does a stunt guy get royalties? I mean, well, he's done acting too, so yeah. Okay, but do stunt guys get um, royalties? I don't know. How does that work? I don't know. I'm not part of the stuntsman guild. You worked for SAG. Man. It's not the stuntsman guild. Screen Actors Guild. Uh-huh. Actors. Okay. Not the Stunts Guild. All right. He's a juggalo. <laughs> God. Um, so, but you do plan on getting it for the PC then? The, the Fred 13th game? Maybe. We'll see. Well, because I got it. I bought it for the, the PS4, and, you know, they, they're always doing upgrade, updating on it. Yeah, but you can't play PS4 versus PC. I, I understand. So. It's great. I'm just talking about the game. So I, I've seen them do updates. Like they've got um, Tommy, or no, not Tommy's. Um, holy shit! Um, Corey Feldman's character's house. Okay, that's in there. Tommy, is it Tommy? Okay. Oh, that goddamn smack me. Anyway, yeah, young Tommy. So you got young Tommy's house, um, and then uh, you've got uh, you've got grown up Tommy as a uh, as a, a playable character. Uh, what else? They they they're just they're just doing upgrades every once in a while and um I keep I keep wondering when they're gonna do a Jason X set and a Jason <laughs> X skin. I hope they don't ever do a Jason X sket set or skin. And then um you know they they I think they should also do the the um um uh, uh, Jason takes Manhattan. They should do down in the sewer. They should have fucking um the streets you know near Madison Square Garden. Should have the rooftops. Should have the boat. No. Takes away from the game. Could be like a, a little portal you walk through or something. No, that's stupid. You're stupid. You see, you made my bag fall over. Hell, they even need to have an Elm Street one. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm a purist when it comes to this, these games and stuff like that. And and if you're gonna do anything, you need to keep it in Crystal Lake, and you need to keep it with Jason. It doesn't matter the character. Like Jason X needs to go away. That's just ugh. You know, it's played by Kane Hodder. Even though it was played by Kane Hodder, Jason X is just awful. Oh yeah. And then um, the fri- the the part six one is uh, or Jason takes Manhattan, whatever the one that was. That was part eight. You know, part seven was the new blood. That was with the psychic, the, the telekinetic girl. Part six was Jason lives, where now he becomes supernatural Jason. 
Yeah, there's just... And then 9 was goes to hell, 10 was X. Um, yeah, and then so on and so forth. It's just funny when you watch people play because there's like certain tricks that certain players have learned about like like <laughs> making Jason chase them around tables and shit. You can never catch up to him. So then he morphs away, then he morphs back right in front of him again. Sometimes he gets him, sometimes he doesn't. Or just funny shit. That is awesome. Oh, that's a bad skin job like that. That's just awful. The salt mines. Do you know what the salt mines are in this game? No. Are you a troll in this game? No, I've never played it. My son Kendrick plays it. Do you know what a troll is? Yes. What's a troll? Pretty much someone who comes on and talks a bunch of shit. Yeah. So if your son Kendrick is going online and talking a bunch of shit? No, he's not. I talk shit to him while he's online with okay. other people. If <sighs> this like, is shut an, up, Dad. This is a fucking example. So, so, yeah. You asked me. I asked you what a troll is, and you said that, and I started to say. If you start to, if you troll on the game, then you interrupted me. So I'm going to I have to say this quickly before you talk again because your thirty seconds is almost up and I can see it in your mouth. <laughs> I can see the words fucking forming right there at the edge of your fucking mouth. If you become salty in the game, if you're a fucking troll in the game, uh-huh. you get banished to the salt mines where you can only play against other assholes. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Salt is a currency, only instead of being able to buy something cool with it, you buy an express ticket to the salt mines. Earning salt is easy. Do any of the following. Leave a match early. Like a jerk, leave a match while being killed. Like a big jerk, leave a match as Jason. Like a super jerk, leave a match while hosting. Like a mega jerk. (laughs) What the fuck are salt mines? Great question. It's almost like you're reading my mind and asking exactly what I need you to so I can explain the system. The salt mines are where salty players go to play their equally sodium-soaked peers. They are kept to their own matchmaking queue where salty souls only play against other salty game quitters locked away from other players who know that sometimes losing is a part of playing. How much salt do you get for each of the things listed above? Does salt go away? How fast? We aren't saying. That would be like a how-to for trolls. Yes, C1. When does this happen? We'll be rolling out this change when the engine upgrade updates. That's awesome. (laughs) That is fucking great. So be an asshole. I've seen it where um, Kendrick has teamed up with some guy, and they um, like let's say if Jason, if Kendrick's playing Jason, um, one of the uh, campers will team up with uh, with him, and then they'll go and then they'll set him up so that he can kill all the other people, and then fucking then Kendrick goes, this guy doesn't know it, but I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna ki- I'm gonna kill him after he helps me kill everybody else, <laughs> and then <laughs> he ends up losing. But anyway, he ends up fucking up somehow. But yeah, you know it's it's fun to watch sometimes. I, you know, it it, it does get a little repetitive after a while because there's only so many different ways you can kill somebody in the game. But no, it, it's fun at times, especially when you hear the music starting to get louder and louder and stuff like that. It's good. I like these guys. These guys are funny. So almost looks like he has a frowny face. Yeah, I can't unsee that now. Anyways, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the game. No, I haven't. I, I haven't done anything with it yet. I'm still doing my thing. <laughs> and um, don't we have something else to do? Uh, not for this one. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, we shit. Yeah, we do. Okay. Oops, wrong one. That's right. <sighs> oh, God damn, this chair's hurt my ass. Err, my ass. Seriously. Leprechaun. <laughs> I'm the leprechaun. What? It was on here. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> I would have sucked the fall. 
Well, I've got it saved on my laptop, so if for some weird reason I had it erased. All right. All right. My take. The most muscularly built zookeeper in history is friends with an albino gorilla named George. Well, George has a sense of humor and loves his friend, the zookeeper. When a mysterious canister falls out of the sky and releases an unknown gas near him, George starts to change by becoming bigger and angrier by the day. Eventually, George breaks out and makes a run towards an ill-fated city. Meanwhile, the muscular zookeeper meets up with a scientist who dumbs down all of the science mumbo-jumbo for the audience, and Negan in a suit with the same obnoxious commentary about, about George that he does about Rick. And there's a wolf and an alligator. Buildings fall, puns are made, and then you lose about 13 bucks. My prediction. Another video game turned into a predictable movie with summer blockbuster written all over it. With the rock added in, you know that this is just another Hollywood safe bet. No surprises, no substance, just a soulless distraction until the next week. I'd like to be wrong, but isn't this directed by the guy who made San Andreas? Expect the laughable sucking to continue because Rampage will be a piece of overgrown monster shit. Hell, the creatures aren't even originally humans like in the games. See, they already fucked up. <sighs> oh, look, another attempt at a movie based on a video game with none other than The Rock. And I don't have much to say about this other than meh. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. Well, two out of three, uh, two-thirds of all Dwayne Rock, The Rock Johnson movies are pieces of shit. And he has three movies coming out this year. So the chances of this being a piece of shit is 66%. Shouldn't it be 67? 66. Because 66 six. and two-thirds, right? So that you just it's round 60, it off to 67. Really? You're, you're going to argue math? Yeah. No. Do you know why I don't take math fully seriously? Why? Because they've never solved the problem of the 33 point, or the three, the point three, 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 three thing. There is no problem with point three, 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 three. Yeah, there is. What's the problem? It goes on forever. Okay. And to scapegoat that, they add a, just a one there at the end just to fucking turn it into a four. You can't turn it into a four. It's below five. So you don't go up. You go down. So it's 33%. You don't round up on point three. You don't round up in point four. You round up in point five and above. I just find it odd that that's the one time that that the number just keeps going on. You can't. No, because it does it with sixty six point six 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 six. Yeah, a, 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 an extension of three. Okay, so you can't take math seriously because because of the the infinity three 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 three. Well, what I'm saying is is if if there's that, then what else is there? Also, could be that it could be um, math is a science, and science is a theory. Okay. Always set to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you that the three, 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 three. It's 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 all man-made stuff. But again, it's science. Mm-hmm. So when it comes right down to doing math, and math is more of an exacting science than anything else, then it's the you have to take it seriously because. And I know you're joking, but you have to take it seriously because that's how we place limits on such things, such as distance. What if the infinite three thing ends up down the road eventually? What if it ends up becoming extremely detrimental to something that they can never solve because of it? How? I don't know. But we have multiple infinites. Point four 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 infinite. Point five 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 infinite. Okay. Point one 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 infinite, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not just infinite numbers. We have like pi, 3.14159, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which goes out infinite. So 
the three 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 infinite doesn't mean anything. It's just a repeating three. So what about all the other fractions of numbers that are repeating different numbers? Doesn't that make say <laughs> something? I, I no. Isn't it always? Isn't it good to question everything? It's good to question everything. Absolutely. But when it comes down to math and science, you're going to have these repeating numbers because the longer the number is, the more exact it gets. And that, my friends, is chaos. <laughs> um, no. Chaos is the exact opposite chaos of... Chaos theory, fine. I meant to say chaos theory. God damn you. Now I know another No, topic. see, when I say exact, when you take a number and extrapolate it to its nth, nth amount of numbers, which means that it gets more exact, that's not chaos. That's not chaos theory. Chaos theory is the act of something not following its plan. Math is not chaos right, theory. So now let's add it to the list of things that we're not going <laughs> to talk about anymore. We will not talk about Star Wars. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> we will not talk about Van Halen because I, I mean I'm sorry. I won't bring up Van Halen. I won't bring up Star Wars, and I won't bring up math anymore. <laughs> All right. Then that, my friends, is chaos. Chaos theory is dynamic I, systems. I, no, I do. I, I can't even fucking joke with you. I, it, <laughs> I'm gonna prove you wrong, Joe. Joe no, Spangle, I'm gonna prove you wrong. Nothing to do with proving you wrong. Is everything to do with fixing what you said? Words mean things. Just and I may, I may, I may be. Even, people think I'm a fucking asshole for fixing what you said, but the truth of the matter is, is that if people want to go through life saying things that sound dumb, and nobody fixes them, nobody says, "Hey, uh, wait a second." that's wrong, then people will go through life being completely ignorant okay. and stupid. But do you walk around in public correcting people as much as you correct me yes, on the podcast? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You do? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for that. All right. So, of course, yeah, the next one we will be seeing. I've, I've corrected people in line. I've corrected people when I worked at Walmart. Yeah. That's ignorant to say, don't say stuff like that. I've had people literally blame black people for all the problems in the world. And yeah. I was like, what are you talking about that's completely ignorant to say? Yeah. It's not their fault. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> and they deserve that. But what I'm saying to you is, is that in general, and yes, I do. I correct people all the time because they're fucking ignorant and it fucking bothers the shit out of me. So in a way, you are a social justice warrior. No. You have to correct people. No, I correct people that are being ignorant. I don't correct people on... Isn't that a form of social justice? Not really. I don't go out there seeking to change people's minds all the time, every time. I do a podcast. I don't go out, on, I don't go out and fucking... And, right. and Twitter. All right. And so stop, stop buying fur. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. If you want to buy fur, buy fur. All right. So you're more like a social justice commenter. No. Social justice. I'm not a social justice anything. I don't care about social justice. In fact, I find it fucking ignorant. All right. Especially, God, man, I, those, oh my God. I don't even want to get into like the social justice thing. Yeah. Basically all social justice is, is a term that somebody came up with for all the bullshit that goes on on Facebook. Yeah. That people post on Facebook about their rights being harmed in some way, but they don't see the bigger picture. So we need more government or less government. <sighs> I just find social, the social justice warrior thing. Like PC Principal? Oh, you don't watch South Park anymore. They've had a character on there for a few years now called PC Principal. The character looks like James Hetfield. Yeah, socially progressive views. I don't promote socially progressive views. I promote stop being fucking stupid and ignorant views. 
So, um, moron. Stop being a moron. The Goldberg view. That's <laughs> Stop what being a moron. Yeah. Moron. <laughs> that show keeps getting better and better. Is it? I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm this season behind. Yeah. This season's actually really pretty good. Is it? Um, they had a... They had a... Uh, uh, a backdoor season pilot to 1990-something, Oh, which is like the spinoff series. Yeah. It's going to need some help. Well, that's just like when the 70s show came out, and it was really popular, and so they decided to try the that 80s show. Right. And then it flopped like a motherfucker. It's like, oh, hey, we've got a clever idea for a spinoff. Yeah. Well, see, and what they did with the spinoff was c- kind of keep it the same as yeah. the, um, the the TV show. You know, it was it's April 1990-something, right, yeah. or whatever. They use that. They use that opening. So you they got everything use, from the nineties in there, yeah. But but don't they don't have Patton Oswalt doing it? Uh-huh. They have somebody else, um, and I can't remember. Should be Kurt Loder, <laughs> or Downtown Julie Brown. It's got to be an no. MTV VJ. No, no, it doesn't. Colin Quinn. No. Yes. <laughs> or Daisy Fuentes. No. How do you go from Colin Quinn to Daisy? I know. Fuentes? I know. It's got to be Puck from the Real World. No. There you go. Have it be fucking asshole Puck. No. Um, uh, they have Octavia Spencer doing it right now. Okay. And uh, fuck, she's only five years older than me. Yeah, but if they're gonna do, if they if they're gonna do 1990s, like Patton Oswalt is an 80s guy. Yeah. Right. So you need a 90s guy. You need a comedian yeah. type or or someone that specifically kind of grew up 90s. You know. Martin Lawrence. No, he's <laughs> 80s. You're just racist. No, the, the dude has to be 35, uh, 35 to 40 years old. I mean, 35 to 40 when he was in the 90s or now? Just trying to get on your page, man. You seriously asked me 35 to 40 years old then? <laughs> so you want someone that was a fucking teenager then? Okay, I got you. Yeah, I you, you need someone the same age as Patton Oswald minus five years. Okay. Because Patton Oswald is our age. So you need someone 35 to 40. All right. Hmm. Hmm. Be um Elijah Wood. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Well, I was gonna say Louis C.K. could could really bring it. Yeah, I heard the guy's kind of a jerk off. Hank Azaria. No. Baba Ali. How about Alyssa Milano? She's our age. Um. Let's see what celebrities are turning 40 in 2018. The big 4-0. Yeah, Rachel McAdams. Okay. James Franco. Katie Holmes. Catherine Heigl. Zoe Saldana. Ashley Kutcher. You could do Ashley Kutcher. Huh. I don't even know who that guy is. Ian Summerholder. He was on Lost and he was on The Vampire Diaries. You could get, get Ashley Kutcher to do it. James Corden. No. Yeah, you know what? Just yeah, get someone who was a star of a '90s TV. Bill show. Hader, you get Bill Hader to do it. Bill Hader's fucking—he'd be great, dude. That guy has got so much range. If you've if you've ever seen documentary now, how different he can be with all these different characters he does, dude's fucking awesome. I, I already gave him a shitload of praise when I did a review for uh, the Skeleton Twins. Dude's fucking awesome. Oh. You can just have Matthew Project. I <laughs> know that's more more '80s. I know, huh? Would you drink a soda called Holy Cow? Probably not. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, the guy who played Stephen Urkel. I think we settled on Bill Hader. <laughs> Bill Hader <laughs> needs to do the, the, the intro. 
Oh, that goddamn is that where we why we were on this? I fucking holy shit. Damn, we went so far away from it. I it should be the intro guy. Yeah, like, you know, it was sometime nineteen ninety, blah blah blah. Yeah, that's what we've been talking about for the last five minutes. I do. Yeah, you I, you took me off into a fucking journey. I, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Bill Hader. I think Bill Hader would have fucking work. You're right. Okay. <laughs> now you're shaking your head like Harry Carey. <laughs> no, I'm. That's good, ladies Yo. and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode. Of- Ooh, I was listening to myself. I, I don't know who talking like Riley Rowling is. What does that mean? <sighs> what do you mean? Well, he says it's a lot more than two people. You guys have your facts wrong. What does that mean? It means that he's responding to the Datsik claims. Oh. And if I remember properly, um, what I said was, is, I'm going to have to listen to the podcast again, but what, what I said was is <coughs> there are two people that are primarily talking about this, and it's mostly he said, she said. Yeah. And there's, there's been no absolute evidence of what he's done. Yeah. So you can't just he said, she said this stuff, and then he steps down, and then his fucking career is toast without, without, with, with just being accused. Yeah. He's been accused. There's been no <laughs> Datsik accusations. He's been accused of raping multiple people, but, but, no, okay, now it's he's, he's being accused of taking advantage of women too intoxicated to remember or even come close to give him consent in some instances. <laughs> that is rape, Datsik. And, and this, this entire thing right here, uh-huh. this empathy was done by Princess J. And then you have, you have, there's another person. Okay, so we, we made the episode when there was only a couple people. There was only a couple accusers at the time. Yeah, and the other thing that we said is that if he's guilty, then he's guilty. Yeah. I remember that specifically saying, you know, we can't sit here and, and say this guy is a fucking piece of shit yeah. without, w- without any evidence. Yeah. And look, we're not going to do daily fucking updates on, on, a, on each compelled episode. It's not going to do it. So whatever episodes we record, they're from that moment that we have the most information that we've got at that moment. That's it. So just say, hey, that the, the information we gave was from what was available at the time of our recording. I know. You want to give a pissed off response, I know. Cause uh, no, I don't want to give a pissed off response. What I want to do is, I mean... Set the guy straight? Is, yeah. Well, let me just say, okay. Yeah, let me Anyways. say, you know, thank you for, you know, commenting, but... Uh, hey, cool, you're listening. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for listening, and, you know, sorry, but this is all the information we had available at the time we recorded. Right. Boom, done. So. All right, so then that way it just doesn't sound like anger. All right, so anyway, um, that's all I got. Dude, that's it, man. All right. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you done? Yep. Don Quixote? Don Quixote. Okay. Bye. Don Quixote. Don Quixote.